Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here along with my amazingly wonderful sometimes husband, Kyle, to discuss the Foothills Invitational. You did so good with our initial episode of complimenting me, but not also taking a shot at me. What happened? Why did I downgrade? What could I have possibly done in our season preview to make you like take a superlative away from me? you haven't gotten me cross-country flowers you haven't gotten me hey it's the beginning of a new season here's some cross-country flowers wait 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 wait. that was not in our vows for me to get you flowers simply at the start of cross-country of all the reasons for me to get you flowers there was nothing in our vows about me having to do a podcast with you so here we are well touche that's that's (laughs) hard to argue with (laughs) so okay back to cross country or as Kyle would call it cross crunchy I have not called um, it that in several episodes <laughs> so don't. well I always think of it so Foothills Invitational the second meet of the season no the first meet of the season wow just flying by isn't Where it? I know we? we only have like we only have like two or three you know meets to talk about but this is the first one I promise you, you. know what I'm thinking about though it's our second time recording that's what it is. So Got it thrown you that's off. the problem. First meet of the season, second recording, Foothills Invitational. It was Oxford, Alabama. JSU hosted it, um, Jacksonville State, and it was on September 3rd. That's what I know, Kyle. <laughs> now, so you don't know anything about Chakalaka Park Sports Complex? <laughs> what a name. So, right. And I'm glad you said that because I would butcher it. Chakalaka. So, what's so hard about that? Chalk- nope. Mm-mm. Say it one time. Just give me it one time. Count Chocula. No, Chocolaca. <laughs> Is that not what that reminds you of? The Count Chocula cereal? Nope, can't say it does. <laughs> Your childhood sucks. <laughs> it probably did. So anyway, so this course is an extremely flat course, which I think is very funny for cross country, but it's a really fast course. It typically, according to the website, produces really fast times. Well, so, when you don't have those options. When you don't have those obstacles or not necessarily not obstacles, obstacles, but hills. more challenging terrain to run over, through, under, I guess. Um, I mean, I guess you would expect it to be a little bit more fast. So do you like the fact that they started off with their first course of the season being, I, I don't want to call it easy, but one that's more prone to being fast? Um, I mean, I think it's, so yes, it's great. But it also gives you a false sense of security, right? Because you can produce really, really fast times and think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be great all season. And then you go to a course that actually has hills and you're like, whoa, what happened? No, you just ran a more challenging course. So I love it. It gives you a lot of, you know, confidence, but it can also be false confidence. It seems like we might have been better suited to have a race on the rolling plains of Dixie. 
uh, there in <laughs> Auburn, you know, at the, the golf courses or something like that. I mean, it can't be that flat, can it? Because I've been up to Oxford, and they, they're right there at the foothills of the mountains, so there's got to be a little bit of terrain change to it. I don't know because I'm not really familiar with Oxford, except I'm thinking about like when I drive through Oxford, that one little area on the interstate where I go, there's mm -hmm. a little park. It's probably not Chocolock Park, but <laughs> there's this one park and it is really, really flat. So perhaps, I don't know, just going off the website, we were not there, unfortunately. Um, but it says it's a really flat course. Any Oxford residents out there can give us the lay of the land, so to speak. That would be great. So if you're listening to this, let us know where Chocolaca Park is. Because first of all, why would you even have a place named like that? <laughs> Apparently, it's about Cocoa Puffs or C Count Chocula, whatever Jessica said, is, is what it reminds her of. My, to me, yeah, it's, it's just... not Cocoa Puffs. Thank you for ruining <laughs> cereal. <laughs> We've gone from like everywhere to cereal now. All right, back to cross country, not cross crunchy. Good job. So. Um, let's talk about the actual races that were run. So the women ran a 4k, the men ran a 5k. This was also a high school, um, cross country event too. So high school competed that morning, collegiate events were that evening, which I think is really interesting. Um, so just kind of, I don't know, I'm thinking back to all of my high school events and I don't ever remember there being collegiate races that night or that evening after it. So it must be a really good course to have both high school and college teams compete there. And so cor correct me if I'm wrong, Jessica, I feel like we've had open events before where anybody, even high schoolers could have come and run in those type of courses. Have we not had that before in a previous season? Shockingly, you are correct. But what, and what I'm wondering is, is why would they split high school I mean, it makes sense to split high school because, and college. So it's all about, um, I think it has to do with the, well, A, the length, the distance of the races, but B, I think it goes down to like, um, I don't know exactly what it's called, but you know where you have to have so many races that count for, I don't know what I'm trying to say. I think I know what so you're like trying in, to say, but I'm, I'm not. You know, in high school, it. you have to have so many qualifying races, times. qualifying times. Thank you. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Wowza. Let's just get to the to the results because Auburn did pretty good. This. So yes, Auburn did. So for the women, they ran a 4K, which is a typically a little bit shorter than they do. But again, first meet, really short, you know, course and times and everything. So there were 116 competitors though for this race, which was really impressive. Um, Auburn had, let's see, six competitors. So we've talked about this before, but just to serve as a reminder top five competitors for each team score points for the team the overall team score the points that you score is based on what place you finish in the race so if you finish in fifth place you score five points if you finish in 45th place you score 45 points so cross country is kind of like golf you want the lower score um to you know get the better score for your team that, that still throws me off that you want the lower score for a running event I, I mean i guess when you think about it you want low times and that type of stuff in running events and track and field so it's just it's still something that seems like almost counterintuitive to me for some reason when you're trying to score points you want as little points as possible it is it is kind of the opposite of track and field because thinking track and field oh, that's right yeah our first place, you get 10 points and you want the most amount of points, but cross country, but it all logically makes sense to me in cross country that whatever place you finish, that's how many points you score for your team. So obviously first place is 
the most prized place to place. <laughs> <laughs> Easy for you to say. Uh, right. I, it just it's, it seems like there should be a little bit more cohesion. I know track and field and I know cross country are still two separate things, but they're so interconnected. I mean, for crying out loud, our head coach is part of the track and field um, coaching staff, and it typically has always been that way. So I don't know. It just feels weird to me. Anyway, enough about like the score. I'm glad you brought it up, though, to remind us, though, what the the scoring breakdown looks like but how did the women do so the women overall placed second there were 14 teams total so that was a really good placement um they scored 43 points um the top scorer was hallie porterfield who is new to us she is a freshman and she finished second overall out of 116 competitors with a time of 14 minutes 32 seconds flat mm. i just think that's amazing freshman phenom coming to the door yeah, literally. So then um, for the women, we had Louisa McPherson, somebody we are super familiar with. She's a senior this year. She plays seventh in 14 minutes, 48.15 seconds. Another freshman then, Hannah Thus, placing eighth overall right behind Louisa in 14 minutes, 56.95 seconds. Then we had Sarah Pacer, a junior, placing ninth in 15 minutes, 3.62 seconds. Our final person that scored points for Auburn was Samantha Rogers. She's a sophomore. She placed 17th in 15 minutes, 35.34 seconds. And finally, for the Auburn women, we had Lindsay Grenier. She's a senior. She placed 47th in 16 minutes, 39.99 seconds. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick time out from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C network booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C network to join the E2C network booster club. You can also get there by going to our website, E2Cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. So that was the women. So think about this, Kyle. All six women were top 50 yep. out of 116 competitors. I think that's just amazing. Well, and take that a step even further. You've got uh, five competitors all in the top 20. Take that a step further. You've got four in the top 10. 
and yeah. you, you got one that was second overall. Uh, listen, I'm not going to sit here and say that this was the most competitive meet out there. There was a lot of competitors, and it was a what I am, in again, in my ignorance, saying a somewhat quote-unquote easier course. But you still can't take that away from them because they showed up to the event and they got the results that we expect of them. I mean, just a really great performance overall as a team that they are all in the top half. Yeah, exactly. So I'm really looking forward to like the future meet. I mean, not that there's very many, but our next meet is the FSU Open Invitational. So I do think we will have a little more SEC competition in yep. that meet. So that'll probably give us a better understanding of where Auburn is sitting. And treat this meet for me personally, this is the way I'm treating it as kind of a, a get to know you, a meet and greet uh, type of event. So let's, let's see who's going to be the people probably out in front. Nice to see a freshman, Hallie, out there just leading the exactly. way. Could be the next name that we're talking about for quite some time at Auburn Cross Country, but also some very familiar names up there at the top, Louisa McPherson and a lot of other familiar names that we've been talking about over the last couple of seasons. So second, not bad to start off the season for the women. Not bad at all. And even better, Kyle, do you want to talk about the men? I'll talk about my boys. You know, they just go out to meet first meet of the season and they win the whole dang thing. Uh, won the team competition with 20 points overall, 13 teams total. Uh, this was a 5K as opposed to the 4K for the ladies. So that's still on the shorter side for the men too, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You seem so a little bit men- offended by how short these things are. <laughs> offended i'm just shocked so we're used to seeing the men run a 10k and the women run a 6k usually so it's just again cross country is so weird and pacing and running is just we've talked about this many seasons past but it is a very methodical sport um it's a it's a math game it's not just go out and run as fast as you can because i mean unless you're like some amazing marathon runner you can't just run as fast as you can for 10 miles You know, you have to be strategic in your pacing. So it's just, to me, it's a little difficult to, I mean, obviously I'm not a runner, so it would be difficult to figure out what pace to go for how long. I don't know, maybe because I'm not a runner. I don't know. You you were a runner. You just haven't been a competitive runner for quite some time. And I've never been a competitive runner where my distance has changed. Does that make sense? Like when I ran, we always ran a 5k. I knew what my splits should be to get a PR. I knew if my splits were off, what I needed to strive for the next half mile or the next mile or the next 400 meter, even depending upon the markings on the trail. Yeah. I could figure that out. That It's all a math game, like I said, in cross country. But if I don't know that, I, I never had the confidence in my legs that they're just going to run as fast as they can. I just had to know mentally because to me, cross country is as much a mental game as it is a physical game. I needed to keep my mental game in check so that my physical game would be there. That probably doesn't make sense to anybody. It makes sense. I'm just still stuck on the fact that two of my worst fears have combined math and running. I mean, <laughs> it's just so bad. All right, back to the men and how awesome they did. 119 competitors overall as compared to the 116 for the ladies. So very comparable, just a little bit less of a distance and just a little bit less in competitor numbers. Uh, we were led the way with Tommy McDonough, the senior. Way to get your senior started off right. Winning his first cross-country race ever, I guess, uh, for Auburn with a time of 15 minutes, 17.17 seconds. So great yeah. job by Tommy. I mean... 
this is kind of what you want to see. This is what you hope for. It's always nice to have a freshman, you know, kind of surprise you like with the ladies, but you kind of expect your upperclassmen to lead the way for you. Um, oh, so I- absolutely. And especially Tommy, who we've seen for the last four years, we've talked about him. We see his face on all the Auburn websites, you know, talking about cross country and everything. So it's so nice that the very first race of his senior year, he comes out and wins. I just think that's wonderful. It is. And it helps kind of lead a group that with a few more familiar names that we've talked about before, but a lot of freshmen we're going to talk about here. Remember, only the top yep. five score for the team, but I'll run through the rest for you real quick. Ryan Kinane, the sophomore, placed second overall with a time of 15 minutes, 20.62 seconds. Jackson Thomas, the senior, placed third, 15 minutes, 25.11 seconds. Cooper Atkins, a freshman, placed fourth. Seeing a trend here, folks. 15 mm-hmm. minutes. 35.32 seconds. Say a little bit more about him in just a second. Carson Bedix, a sophomore, placed 12, 15 minutes, 59.73 seconds. Vincent Atkins, the freshman, placed 26 overall in a time of 16 minutes, 37.84 seconds. And rounding it out for us, Mark Foster, another freshman, placed 61st overall in a time of 17 minutes, 32.77 seconds. Whew, that's a lot of guys. I know only <laughs> five of them you know, qualified for our time and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, we just about took the whole dang top five. I mean, honestly. And so when you think about it, that is a perfect score. So top five would be perfect team score right so the Mm -hmm. perfect team score is 15 points and we came very close with a score of 20 points Mm, that's just just, it's a great way to start off yeah when you think about it that way and to have cooper as the sec men's freshman runner of the week right what i mean that's just amazing so to put it in perspective the women's side sec women's freshman of the week runner of the week they had two they had to split it between, I believe it was Texas A&M and maybe Arkansas. Maybe I'm wrong, but they had that to split it. Right. There, were, there were two women. So Cooper is the only men's freshman of the week. And I just think that's so great that he's from Auburn. Yeah, I mean, just look at this. So you've got, obviously, you get the win individually. You get the win as a team. You, our seniors leading the way with his first overall collegiate cross-country race win. you got SEC men's freshman. That's just, a, we're just talking about the men's side. And then the ladies went out there and all finished in the top half. They also yep. had a, a second place finish overall. I mean, this is, again, to put it all into perspective, this is not the heaviest competition. This is probably not the hardest course that they're going to see out there. But for a brand new coach um, coming in and trying to get his feet wet in competition here, obviously in the SEC, but just in with Auburn and, and getting familiar there, this is a great way to start your time off at Auburn. And not that it's been bad in the past. I just kind of like the foundation that we've laid here to start off with. Oh, absolutely. Again, I think it is all about the mental aspect of it. You know, being proud of yourself, having some pride in what you've done, and just going out with that positive mentality for the next race. Because the next race, like I said, is a big one. The FSU Cross Country Open in Tallahassee, Florida, it's always a big race. It's usually where the SEC championships are held. It's a great course for the team to go to and run. Um, Most of these upperclassmen have run this course before. It's another course that produces really fast times, maybe not necessarily because the course is flat, but because the competition is really high. So I'm really looking forward to that this coming weekend, September 17th um, in, like I said, Tallahassee, Florida for the SSU cross-country open. So really looking forward to that and looking forward to the rest of the cross-country season.
Yeah, just, you know, interesting to see when we talk about this again, uh, comparing this meet to the next meet. And, you know, I'm expecting us to not have as amazing of times and finishes and things like that. That doesn't mean that we won't do well, but it'll really give us something to kind of look back on and say, okay, this is, you know, where we probably stand in terms of competition for the rest of the season and gives us something to work for uh, as we go through the rest of the season. Absolutely. So I think we've got a great footing and a lot of good things to come this season. So we're eagle to that. We're eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.